Welcome to Steel City Church. We are all about connecting people to a loving God by sharing life together as we love Jesus and love all. We hope with this message you will have a better understanding of who Jesus is and what he did for you on the cross as we dig deeper into his word. Enjoy today's message. Our Christian experience is all about proclaiming and declaring who God is. Amen? Even when we're in the darkest times, when we're in broken times, um, we as believers proclaim and declare the promises of God for our lives, for our families, for our country, for our community. And uh, that is what we do. Amen? If God is for us, who can be against us? Nobody. And so we, uh, we relish in the thought that we are God's children today. We belong to him. We are his possession. Uh, we have free access into his very presence today. We are accepted by God, and we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So when he looks at us today, he sees uh, his own very work and his own son in our hearts and in our lives, and he loves us today. So we're so grateful for that. We want to uh, thank you, Facebook people, for being with us and uh, the crew that we have here, all the volunteers that come and set up every Sunday. We want to give you thanks, guys, for uh, kicking it out and providing us a wonderful time to be together to worship um, here. So we thank all of you for that. We give you thanks. You're welcome. Okay, we give you thanks. Amen. Yes. So, um, hey, we want to wish uh, all of our Facebook Steel City Church family happy Thanksgiving this week. Uh, we want you to be with family. We want you to celebrate the long tradition that America has of getting together with family and celebrating what God has done for our country and for our lives. So uh, we want you to have a wonderful, wonderful time of Thanksgiving this week. Uh, celebrating God's goodness and his greatness for us. So we're excited about that. We're going to speak today about um, a wonderful thing called Thanksgiving. Not the turkey and the stuffing, but the very principle of Thanksgiving. Um, I want to ask you a question. Do you consider yourselves a person that looks on the bright side of things or somebody that looks on the bleak side of things? Depends. Depends on the day. All right. Yeah. I got you. No, human tendency, isn't it true, Um, is to look on the bleak side of things. Maybe you might not be that person, but maybe you've had a friend that whenever something is is in the sight or down the road could get wrong, that person illustrates and emphasizes every significant point of what could go wrong uh, during this uh, thing or this event that might happen. When Christ has come into our hearts, he changes our whole perspective from looking on the bleak side to looking on the bright side. Amen? We were once dwelling in the kingdom of darkness, but now we dwell in the kingdom of his light. And when his light shines upon us, we have this hope, we have this peace that passeth understanding, we have this love that, that we know in all things God loves us, he knows us the, the best, and he loves us. 
with all that he has. So we're going to look at Thanksgiving today. Um, celebrities and news people, and you might see it on the internet, where people say, I'm very thankful for all the blessings, or I am blessed. You ever, you ever hear that? Someone says, I'm thankful. But they never say who they're thankful for or thanksgiving, right? The world has this idea of being thankful. Our Christian experience is that we give thanks. Isn't it something? Let's look up some verses, okay? Let's turn to Psalms chapter 1 and then add two zeros. Psalms chapter 100. And we're going to read that. Then we're going to flip over to Psalms chapter 106. And then we're going to flip into some verses in the New Testament. But Psalms chapter 100 goes like this. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. A believer's life, a believer in God and the promises of God, has this joyfulness, this gladness, this uh, melody that rings out within in their heart because they know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name, for the Lord is good his steadfast love endures forever, and his faithfulness to all generations. The Lord has delivered us, as one of my friends says, from the bondage of self. Amen? He's delivered us from looking at our, at our own problems, looking at our uh, situation, looking at our circumstances with bleakness, and he's set us free to look at our situation through God's eyes, God's perception, God's perspective, God's kingdom eyes and kingdom heart. And when we do that, there's a joy that comes over our heart. There's a gladness that comes over our heart. There's a thing that looks to the future with adventurous, reckless abandonment because we know our heart and our life, our family are in the very hands of God. Amen. Our life and times are in his hands. And his hands are strong. Our, the Bible says that we are, our life is hidden with Christ in God. We are secure. We are uh, stable. We're safe. When all around us is, uh, we, we see the, the COVID experience and the pain and the suffering of those that have died, the worry and the anxiety we see now in our, um, in our county, it's turned to code orange, which, which means there's a lot of restrictions. Um, but through all of this, we have this awesome opportunity to give thanks. All right, let's flip over to Psalms 106. And we're going to read the first few verses. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. For his steadfast love endures forever. Who can utter the mighty deeds of the Lord or declare all his praise? Blessed are they who observe justice, who do righteousness at all times. Praise the Lord. Oh, give thanks to the Lord. And then we'll flip over to 
1 Corinthians chapter 15. And we're going to start reading from verse 50. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 50. And it reads like this. I tell you this, brothers and sisters, flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does the perishable inherit the imperishable. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised imperishable and we shall be changed. For this perishable body must put on imperishable and this mortal body must put on immortality. When the perishable puts on the imperishable and the mortal puts on immortality, then shall come to pass the saying that is written. And I love this verse. Death is swallowed up in what? In victory. O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? The sting of death is sin and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to who? God. God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. And then in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, we have this wonderful passage of Scripture that says, Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Isn't this something? Now, psychologists and uh, psychiatrists, they would tell you that being thankful is good for your mind. It's good for your soul. It gives you a better attitude. It, uh, it has a sense of taking your eyes off of the things that could go wrong and should go wrong and possibly would go wrong. Um, but here, Scripture is telling us that thanksgiving is a spiritual weapon. It is a spiritual weapon and a spiritual principle that each believer must be engaged in in order to allow the presence and the purpose and the passion of God into our hearts and in our lives. It is the very will of God to give thanks in every circumstance. Isn't that crazy? Some of our circumstances bring such sorrow. They bring a heaviness. There's an oppression upon us. In those times, the Bible tells us about this spiritual weapon. When we give thanks, God inhabits the praises of his people. The Bible says, I will enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Now, we know about cities in the Old Testament, cities in the ancient days. They had uh, fortified walls. And they had awesome gates. The gate of Herod in Jesus' day was uh, made out of br brass, made out of heavy wood, metals. It took 20 men to close. But the Bible says, and, and history tells us, that the vulnerabilities of a fortified city were at the gates. The gates are very, very significant and very, very important. We must shut our open gates against the enemy. Amen? Um, I will enter his gates with thanksgiving and praise. It's active, isn't it? 
It's something that we have to do. It's something that we, we engage ourselves in. I will bless the Lord, the Bible says. David says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless the Lord. Give him thanks. When was the last time that you gave him thanks? We literally said, out of your circumstance and situation, God, this is nuts. This is crazy. But I thank you. I give you thanks. I give you praise. I love you with all of my heart. See, at the, at the gates were the um, men of the city, the leaders of the city would gather to administer justice. They would uh, engage in the leading of the city. Here in verse, um, in the Psalms, in the Proverbs, it says this. Her husband is known in the gates when he sits among the elders of the land. The gates were a significant um, part of the city. The gates were shut at nightfall because they were the chief point from where which the enemy attacked. Um, they were seats of authority. At the gates, wisdom was uttered. Judges and officers served at the gates, administering justice. The councils of state were held at the gates. The word was read. The prophets proclaimed God's messages at the gates. The people also had to enter through the gates to worship the Lord. The Bible says in Jeremiah 7, 2, Stand at the gate of the Lord's house, and there proclaim this message. Hear the word of the Lord, all you people of Judah who come through these gates to worship the Lord. There are many scriptures that speak about the gates. The Bible says that Jesus told Peter, based on his confession of faith in Jesus Christ as the Son of God, this confession of faith or this rock of confession would be the very foundation of the church and that the, the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. Isn't that awesome? The gates speak of the authorities. The gate speaks of the wisdom and strategies and tactics of the enemy that comes against your life, that want to steal, kill, and destroy your life, things that are set up to oppress you, to possess you, to depress you. All this stuff happens in the realms of the spiritual world, the gates of hell. The Bible says that we're not running from the gates of hell. How, how, many, how many have ever seen gates running after people? Amen? The gates of hell are something that we are to destroy. We are to take down, and we do it by giving thanks to God and giving him all the glory. Amen? And giving him praise. The Bible says that the Lord inhabits the praises of his people. He's enthroned on the praises of his people. And when God is enthroned, when God is lifted up, when God is exalted, demons tremble, healing takes place, deliverance takes place. Amen. And the password into his presence today is thanksgiving. Isn't that awesome? Can you, can you with me right now, just pause, even those of you at Facebook, on Facebook, Pause right now and just say, God, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you for the circumstance. I thank you for this trial. I thank you, God, for this situation because I know deep down in my heart, based on the word of God 
and the communication of the Holy Spirit that you're working your good in my heart and in my life, and you're working for the glory of God and the praise of your name on planet Earth. Amen? And I thank you, God. I thank you, God, for that. Many times I told you that um, my mom would drag me down to the altar on a Sunday night. <laughs> you are coming. And she dragged me down to the altar, and she would say this every Sunday night for years, up until I was like 25, 26. She's just, no, uh, years. Tell the Lord that you thank him. Tell the Lord that you praise him. Tell the Lord that you love him. And starting off, I did not know what I was saying. I didn't have any feelings whatsoever. But as I began to confess and declare the thanks and praise and my love to God, God's presence came down. Amen? His presence came down into my life. And thanksgiving is uh, looking back in the past and thanking God for all that he has done. And when we do that without limit, we understand and we have a sense that God is going to do the things that he's done in the past. He's going to do it in the future. Amen. And we realize that our path is filled with his hope, with his joy, and with his love because we're thanking him. We're thanking him. We give him thanks. In the scriptures... Gates were around the temple. Gates were around the city where the presence of God dwelt. People were able to come into the gates of the temple, into the courts of the temple. But there was a place called the Holy of Holies in which no one was able to come where the presence of the Lord dwelt. A priest had to go in there once a year and offer sacrifice. And he had to prepare his heart. He had to dress just right. According to scripture, they had bells on his robe and a rope around his foot because if he didn't prepare himself for the presence of God, they'd have to drag him out because of the holiness and the presence of God. Jesus died on the cross. The veil in that temple separating the presence of God from man tore from top to bottom indicating now free access into his very presence because of what Christ has done. Now the Holy Spirit dwells within us. The Bible says, friends, we are the very temple of the Holy Spirit. And we have gates, don't we? We have gates. Gates are there to protect us from things that come into our lives. We have gates. Gates in the natural are something that you enter through. It's the same in the spiritual. Every person has gates to their spirit, gates to their soul, gates to their, their body. The word tells us that when we receive Jesus, we are sealed with the Holy Spirit in our spirit. The gates to our spirit are open because of the presence of God. Amen? The Bible says we were dead in our sins and trespasses. We were blinded to the very things of God. When the Spirit of God made us alive, quickened us, regenerated us by the Spirit of God, our eyes became open, and the gateway that was closed because of sin is wide open now to receive every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. Amen? So how are your gates? 
our body and our soul have gates that the enemy can and will attack. Jesus is our provision. He paid the price, taking the sins of the world for, for our redemption. He came to show us the way. Amen? Is there an opening in your heart where the enemy is sneaking in and it's become a gateway and you're unprotected? We fall prey to our enemies who seek to oppress us and gain a foothold. God does not uh, want us to give, a, give the devil a foothold or a place. Amen. How about things that have happened in the past, things that people have said, broken experiences, circumstances, situations where there's wounds and there's hurts. There's a, there's a gateway into our heart and our life that we haven't shut down. See, the enemy wants to get in, and once he gets into our heart, he fortifies uh, this stronghold in our heart, and Jesus wants to tear it down. Amen? What are, are our mental strongholds and spiritual strongholds and soulish strongholds that have been ours that we've been dealing with for years and years and years, and the enemy has, has had free access in and out because we've never given it over to the Lord. We've never uh, sacrificed it. We've never uh, tore that stronghold down based on the word of God. God is able to tear down all the strongholds in our life Guard the doors and the gates that allow deception and brokenness and fear and anxiety into our hearts. And the spiritual weapon that allows us to shut the door is thanksgiving. We give God thanks. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my deliverer. My God is my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. Romans, in Romans chapter 1, speaks about this spiritual principle that if we don't give God thanks, there's a thing that happens to our heart and to our mind. It's a spiritual principle that we need to uh, be aware of. Romans chapter 1, verse 21, and here it says, for although they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him. But they became futile in their thinking, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Claiming to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images resembling mortal man and birds and animals and creeping things and inventions of our heart within our own lives. We give thanks. I will enter his gates with thanksgiving, and I will enter his courts with praise. Give thanks to the Lord because of his steadfast love. I want you to think about your situation and your circumstance right now. Think about where your heart is. 
Maybe there's some rebellion. Maybe there's some stubbornness. Maybe there's some things where we just need to thank God, man. We need to fall on our, on our knees and say, God, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. The Bible says in all circumstances, give good Christ the thanks. Do you, thank, do you thank him for the pain? Do you thank him for the sorrow? Do you thank him for the suffering? Do you thank him? Do you thank him? Do you thank him? Because you know in all things, God is working for your good. Do you, do you realize that today? Many times we want to run away from circumstances or situations. And God brings us all back to the same point in which we were because he wants to test us. He wants to prove himself strong. He wants to change us and transform us into his image and into his likeness. God, I thank you for my situation today. Thank you for my finances. I thank you for my family. I thank you that you are God over all, and I trust you today. I give you thanks. I give you thanks. I give you thanks. Thanksgiving is a spiritual weapon, friends. Can we wake up tomorrow morning with this thought that the enemy is sneaking in and out of gates that we have uh, prepared in our hearts because there's areas in our hearts where we're not thanking God, but we're blaming God. Give him thanks for all things and let God fortify the gates of your heart and open wide the gates of heaven so that God's presence can come in and flood our hearts. Heaven comes down and glory fills our heart. And when we're thankful for the past, we're able to receive what God has for the present and have a greater faith and understanding that God is going to see us through for the future because of this spiritual weapon called thanksgiving. The devil can never, ever, ever, ever take away our heart in our proclamation of thanks and praise to God. Because we'll praise him in everything. Amen? Praise him in all times and in all ways. We'll give him the praise and give him the glory. Thank him right now for everything. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him. Lord, we praise you and we thank you for this week being Thanksgiving. Lord, there's a lot of pain, there's a lot of suffering, there's a lot of brokenness, there's a lot of fear, there's a lot of anxiety. But God, as we give you thanks and give you praise, your presence comes in, floods us with your joy and your peace. And we have this sense that everything is going to be just fine because you have our, life, our lives and our times in your hands, and we trust you today. We give you thanks, God. We give you thanks for those things in our past that have brought bitterness and resentment and unforgiveness in our hearts. We thank you for those times, God, because we know that you're proving us, molding us, shaping us for your will and your way. We thank you, God. We thank you. We thank you today. Thank you for listening to today's message. If you want to join us in person on Sunday morning, we'll be meeting at the Matthew Glab Post, 1965 Abbott Road, Lackawanna, New York. Or you can watch our live stream on Facebook at 10 a.m. If you have any questions or would like to get involved, you can contact us at info at steelcitychurchla.com. 
or fill out an online connection card on Facebook. See you next time.